right, Marky. Episode 12, Chef Mark. We got a Hall of Famer in the building today. Bartender Hall of Famer inducted in 2018. Cancer survivor. World traveler. Graduate from Bishop Time in 1979. Seven. 77. Sorry. <laughs> Bad. We're going to have to fire our researchers. <laughs> He, 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 he is now. a lovely man, and he is our next guest, Billy Brown. Welcome to the program, Bill. Thank yeah, you I love very you, much Uncle Whiskey. Uncle Whiskey. Uncle Whiskey. We're, well, we got to start off the show with a shot. Okay. All right, Uncle go. Whiskey's oh, in the building. This is what you do. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. You know, I got that name from my, my uh, brother's son-in-law. When uh, they live out in Portland, his daughter and, and the, her husband, we went visiting and so Dan, his name is Uncle Whiskey's here. We gotta go get a liquor store. Get Uncle <laughs> that's exactly what we said tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. So that's where that came from. That was probably twenty years ago, twenty-five years ago. Uncle Whiskey uh, is one of the few one-armed bartenders you'll ever see in your life, and he's a damn. It never slowed him down. He's better than guys with two arms. Some Believe it or not, most of the people, I would say probably 78%, Chef. Is that what we came up with? That's a good number. Yeah. <laughs> I would go 79 since you started off. <laughs> you know, I was actually pretty good when I was good. Then I just got too drunk. Oh, yeah. Not good anymore. <laughs> it, it was always tough. People say, well, why don't you drink behind the bar anymore? I say, well, because everybody leaves and then I'm drunk by myself. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I remember the days when I worked at Griffin's. On Mondays, and nobody would be there for the first five hours, so we all drank something different. So it was a bottle of Crown, a bottle of uh, vodka, and a bottle of Jameson, and we would just, all right, it's time for a shot, and we'd drink shots for the first four hours. And by the time people got there at one o'clock, <laughs> I was like, "Here to go." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you talk about working in the bars. There's such people don't have good bar etiquette, especially tourists when they come in from Saint for St. Patrick's Day in South Buffalo. Talk about the horrible etiquette that really bothered you as a bartender. It was always slamming. <laughs> Can you, you know, hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was always the, the worst. Or, and the other ones were the ones that waved at you like you were on fire. And you come down and, you, you you know, what do you want? What do you want? And they turn around to their dozen friends asking them what they want. So you would just disappear. It's like a cartoon, the little smoke. <laughs> See you later. Make me something good. Yeah. Something delicious. Something delicious. Here. Red. Banana cream. All that. No, no. Blue. I did that with the pink drink. We live in a city that uh, we leave money on the bar. Yeah. And that's always a and that's always a thing. And it's something that you have to keep track of yourself. Well, sometimes. But it's great when they don't keep track. (laughs) When you go out of town, some people, when they see you leave. The money on the bar, some bartenders or people will be like, oh, you're from Buffalo. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, I, I'm very proud of that, Chef. Yeah. Yeah, those things are cool, man. When I was down in Charlotte, you couldn't drink behind the bar, and everybody just handed you a card. You were lucky at, at oh, the yeah, end of right. the night if the card worked. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was nothing like Buffalo. Did you end up with a stack of cards that people left? I used to keep them in a file box, yeah. yeah. Well, you worked at that building. You seen like uh, – we go Hands then Finn McCool's, then Molly McGuire's. Is that how it goes? Fleetwoods was in there. Fleetwoods, Fleetwoods was in there. <laughs> and you worked through all the ownership. A, they tried to make us wear uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> in South Buffalo, huh? Yeah, Fleetwoods. 
What was the uniform? It was a brown shirt like you were in some sort of weird Nazi army thing. And it just <laughs> had Fleetwoods on it. It was ugly. You, all, you always hear of uh, legendary stories, and especially in that building. First time I was ever in that building, Billy was my bartender. One of the first How times. How old were you? Um, 17. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I'm not going to say the guy's name because he might show up if we say it three times. <laughs> Comes in with 100 tacos oh, I for the bar. Guy. Yeah. I know that guy. And they that, used to bring in the, the shitty canoes, too. Those are the funny kind of stories. Yeah. That, that happen, and uh, you meet some famous people. Like you were telling us earlier, you met Steve Christie. Steve Christie, the kicker of the comeback game, baby. He was just another guy. I served him. How you doing? What's your? How's your day? I think people appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to. Hey, you're Steve Christie. You know, it was yeah. just me and him. That would have been really weird. I know. I saw uh, Darlene, and I was gonna interrupt him and do it, and he probably would have enjoyed it. <laughs> he's like seventeen. Hey, he would have been like, "Yeah." Did you ask him if he has, he's gotten a proactive yet? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm not gonna bother him. He's a big superstar, but he's really eighteen. He yeah, would have probably loved it." Yeah. I served. I served Ken Hall once. Yeah. Not God surprised Ken Hall died of a heart attack. God bless him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who else used to come in is Reuben Brown every once in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was around South Buffalo would, for a while. He would come in and just say, get all the ladies a drink. He <laughs> <laughs> knew what he was there yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of – Billy is the brother-in-law of License to Talk alum, Louis Mistillo, Mark. Louis Mistillo. You knew Louis your whole life. I knew, I knew him when I was in high school um, when he played basketball at time. And, you know, he's a skinny kid with shaggy, dark hair. Now he's a fat and bald Dago that was on TV for, <laughs> for how many years? And he's got a premiere coming up on the North Park yeah, Theater. Yeah, oh yeah, we've been plugging it. Yeah, uh, it's December 9th. So how was that for you, like uh, seeing Louis on TV? Like, did you think? Did you I think Louis? Like, I feel like he's just stayed the same. Like he yeah, never he changed. Is. He is. He's the same guy. I mean, he's he, you go out with him. He, he's the same idiot you saw on TV. Yeah. He, he, I mean, you know. I'm I saying, like, success didn't change that, him. Success no, not at all. Yeah. No, I, he's I, very he, down to earth. He doesn't feel like he's achieved success. I mean, he's, you know, he's still striving towards success. That's how I view my brother-in-law is that he's still, right. you know, that's his gig. That's what he wants to do. And he doesn't think that just because he's with us on TV that he's successful. That's, that's his job. Right. You know, he wishes he could have a bigger job big movies yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean he's getting there he's yeah in- well i mean you know he's he's done a lot of stuff a lot more you know than i even know about you google him there's all the list of all, all the stuff that uh, he's done well how cool is it when you saw him on tv for the first time you know like well, that's it- neat you know yeah. yeah he's married like well you know i tell people at work yeah that's my brother-in-law no he isn't i'll show you and that billy gardell that he uh, he worked with on mike and molly he's a great guy as well yeah, met him up in Niagara Falls when he Billy Gardell did a stand-up show, and he was hilarious. And uh, they're they're close buddies, Billy and Louis are. He did a webcast uh, with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, did he tell you about that one? No, no, no. never got into it. Well, was, we'll uh, we'll see him again. I think. Yeah, yeah. Lou's going to be a repeat performer. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Yeah, because, if we can. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think he'd mind doing it. He's he's so shy. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, there used to be a place called McHale's on Forty Sixth and Eighth, which is in Louis' neighborhood back in New York, and uh, that's actually where they shot the commercial. It was a web webcast, kind of, but yeah, kind of like this. 
but uh, on TV. But not Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you know, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld was in it. It was for something Jerry was doing, and it was called, uh, I don't know what the hell it was called, but they did it in this McHale's, which was his neighborhood bar, favorite neighborhood bar that was great. McHale's, too, had the best burger in New York before they closed it. Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of those little places closed well, in New whole, York. That whole block was all bars and, and uh, you know, dive bars. Yeah. Which there's not a lot left in New York anymore. Not a lot left around here either. We had Erica Deal on, and she was saying how the city changed so much. Yeah. And how, I mean, probably how you remember it. Well, the first time I was there, it was crazy. I mean, I was only 18 years old, and it was just like you see in the old movies. Guys walking around with trench coats on with drugs and watches. You know, here you go. What do you need, buddy? You know, get away from me. You know? It was scary. It was scary. I remember I walked around. It was Bucky Blake's wedding. He got married to a woman from Staten Island, and uh, we stayed in Manhattan. Brian's father got us the hotel. We stayed at the Milford. And I remember, I said, I'm in New York City. I'm going to go wandering around, which oh, yeah. probably wasn't a smart idea back in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk up to the Port Authority, and I just seen all these whack jobs and hookers and pimps. It was just all porn. <laughs> and I just I turned around. I went back up to Broadway. There wasn't a soul on the street. I just walked around looking at buildings. So I, you know, anybody could have come out of anywhere and gotten me, but you know, it wasn't a wise decision on my part. But naivety is a wonderful thing. Ignorance is bliss, especially when you jump out of an airplane. You <laughs> jumped out of an airplane? But it was all on a static line. I didn't free fall. Static line is one of the, the things attached to your chute. When you reach the end of your 15 or 20 feet, it pulls the chute out of you, and you glide down to the earth. But uh, I did that, yeah, that was back, Jesus. Obviously, I had two arms. I would have been spinning. <laughs> well, it's a, it's you got to be symmetrical when you jump out of a plane. Can you not do it now? Oh, I could probably do it, but I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm, you know, you think about that stuff when you're younger. You're, you know, ignorance is bliss. Just like I, I just yeah. said, you know, you don't know what the dangers are. It, was it a thr- thrill-seeking thing for you? Was that what oh, it yeah, was? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, adrenaline. Same just thing like with a motorcycle having a motorcycle. You know, that was a thrill seeking, just going as fast as I remember going over the skyway one time going 120 miles an hour. <laughs> the helmet the strap, the helmets the winds getting out of your helmet and stuff. Screaming you know, it was insane. Yeah, I made it back from I don't know if you guys know where Rice Road is. Yeah. It's like a, I Colden. Made it back. They gotta knock me out yeah. to take me out of the area code. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> anyway, made it back from there in about ten minutes. It was uh it was a quick ride. I mean, this is a, this is a little segue, but I'm going to ask, what ha- what happened with with the arm? Oh, well, the motorcycle accident. I was out. Uh, I was at the Bayview. You know, I had a couple of drinks. It started to rain out, and instead of being careful, I was young, stupid. Mm-hmm. I was going too fast, and I didn't stay in the the portion of the road that you're supposed to stay. I'm riding in the middle of the road where all the grease is. Everybody's oil's dripping. That's my theory. I don't remember a thing. You know, I, I woke up in the hospital. You know, they operated on me twice. I had my arm for a year and a half before I decided to chop it off. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did went to rehab. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember anything about the motorcycle accident. You know, I just waking up in the hospital with Willie Hannon looking down at me for some reason. <laughs> he told he told the, he told the people in the... The nurse said he was my cousin. <laughs> 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 well, how weird was that? 
Do you like, ever hear any, anybody knowing about the story at all? No, I was by no. myself. Yeah. They, like I said, it, you know, if I if I would have gone back, if I would have done everything correctly, I would, none of this would have happened. <laughs> Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is what it is. It happened. I survived. And I became a bartender. You take it in stride. I'll tell yeah. you, Mark, you ever get hit with this thing? The knob over here? Hurts like a motherfucker. He just gives me the peace sign, baby. I, yeah. I didn't for the first four or five years. Though. I was an angry, pissed off person. I bet. Therefore, Bitter Bill. I yeah. didn't know that nickname. Oh, yeah. You didn't know Bitter Bill? I don't know. It. Oh, it's, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. You. Kevin knows Bitter Bill, I bet. Yeah, I've heard it. You've seen it. Were you um, were you left-handed before this? No, I was a right-hander. And so I was not a, a pitcher. This is a tough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're like the Bill Bratsky around here. Jim heard that you were a pitcher. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Yeah, I was out the other night. Oh, like, I heard he obviously was a great somebody ring. was fucking with me. <laughs> obviously, he was a pitcher. You know, he could throw like, the what? deuce. He goes, yeah. The guy goes, yeah. And you, know, I'll tell you who after. He was in the Detroit Tigers uh, system. Oh, you know, it's his father. <laughs> no, it wasn't Cubs dad. No, it wasn't the, the chef's hope. dad. The only reason I say it is because. We just went to Detroit to see a Tigers game on my birthday, September seventh. <laughs> so that I figured the Tiger connection. So you take it in stride, but there was a little bitterness. But I'm sure everybody around you understood. I well, mean, I don't know. Fuck. How could they? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nobody knows. I mean, I didn't even know how to react. I mean, you know, I was 23 years old, and all of a sudden, I got one arm. My daughter was a year old. Mm-hmm. You know, she learned to walk while I was in the hospital. You know, so there's all sorts of crazy shit that goes through your head. You don't know how you're going to react. And then finally, I just came to the realization. It's like, you can't be pissed off at the world. This is your fault. Just own up and and go on. You did well. A lot of people told me that once I had my arm amputated, I went back to being Billy again. Really? Instead of pissed off Billy. Was it pain? Were you having lots of pain? No, I I was paralyzed. I couldn't, didn't work. Well, I could, I could use my, my shoulder. It was no elbow, wrist, or fingers. You know, so one, and I didn't even talk about it to anybody. I didn't discuss it with my family. I woke up one day, called the doctor, made an appointment, went to the doctor myself. And it's, it, you know, the scientific process. They stick a pin in your arm to see where, can you feel that? Can you feel that? Yep. And then they mark you with a magic marker. It's like a freaking construction project. That's how they just, all right, we'll cut it off right there. You ever play them in pool, Mark? <laughs> I, I forgot about that. <laughs> Billy Brown can play I, fucking well, I stack, can't dude. anymore. I, I when I was working yeah. a lot, I, I got very good at pool. I seen him hustle a couple kids. I remember going to the, the nightcap and I pissed a guy off something fierce. He was so mad at me because I kept beating him. And then the final game I made the eight ball on the break. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I knew him from kettles. I used to go out to kettles too. Ah, oh, people. I remember uh, our our buddy Oni would would. Oh, I'll just play with this guy. He's only got one arm. Yeah. And then you guys would hustle people. Hilarious. Me and uh, Culps used to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Crazy. I, I did. I got good. I was. I used to like to spring that at people. Okay, I'll play you. <laughs> <laughs> Working in bars all these years, y- you had to run into some. Not crazy stags, but no. just good stories from it, or more I have going one to them. Minor story about my friend Jim. We'll just <laughs> call him Jim. Yeah, yeah. It's not me. What year was it? Two thousand and six, when the Sabers were in the final against Dallas. Was that what we were saying? Was that? No, oh, that was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. And so we had a stag at, at 
I don't know what the hell place was called at the time. Finn McCool's, I think, because that's his brother-in-law that was part owner of the time. And uh, the three-overtime game that we finally lost when, what was it, no goal? Yeah, no what goal. What was that, Brett Hall? Brett Hall yeah, in Brett the Hall, crease. No goal. They scored, the but... Uh, Expel? <laughs> Stag. <laughs> you what? bring these things up and Jim gets all teary-eyed. What do you... Oh, stop, please. <laughs> I'm over it. But yeah, it's only. I'm over it now. So he comes. He's all drunk. He comes up to me at the beginning of the third overtime. If we score here, we're gonna have a lead. <laughs> no, Jim, we're gonna win. <laughs> and then in the newspaper the next day was great because he was getting married the next week, and his wife just threw the newspaper at him. The, the headline on the newspaper was "The Wild Ride Is Over," <laughs> insinuating that the wild ride was over. But as we all know. It is not. It isn't. It's not even close to being over. <laughs> not until he's dead will it be over. <laughs> you, you've been in the industry for a while. Hall of Famer, Mark. I mean, inducted into the Hall of Fame I by your brother-in-law. By right? Louis Mistel. Yeah, my brother-in-law gave me the nomination. I feel it's largely ceremonial. But, however, it's still pretty cool. You know, Absolutely. My name's yeah. up there. That's very cool. My name's up there. I have a certificate. How many people are in it? I don't know. There's a p- pretty big board. You know, there's people in there that you know. You're right. You know, yeah. did you ever been down there? No, I heard they're only open for 10 minutes a week. No, they're open on Fridays. Oh, okay. a week. McGurn uh, says 10 minutes well, a week. he's, you know. <laughs> but there's a pretty big board. There's there's a lot of people up there that you'd probably recognize. There's people in the brick bar. and. So what do they do? Night you with an opener? Or? No, they don't. They just, here's Bill Brown. He's bartender for 20-some <laughs> years or whatever. You know, you go up there, like I told you earlier, three feet of wood, I can talk to anybody. You Give us microphone. the rundown. How many, what's all the bars you worked at? Witter's Pub in Lackawanna was the first one. That was, uh, Jesus, I don't remember what year that was. Witter's Pub. Then it was Hands and all the incarnations of Hands. I worked at uh, Griff's. What was that? The Bocans in uh, Lackawanna. Oh, I didn't yeah. really work at a lot of places. I worked at the ground round. Oh, that was my, my was my beginner. And like all those fruity drinks with <laughs> pineapples and coconuts and creamed a menthe and all that. We weren't even alcoholic drinks; they were desserts. Then I had my last one was Charlie O'Brien's. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy closed at that on <laughs> New Year's Eve. Time to go, everybody. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> we're never opening again. You ever see any good bar fights? <laughs> I was in one. I've, I've I've heard this story, but I've never heard it from you. This was now what was it called? Uh, Doc's Pizza. Oh, the, okay, the pizza joint next door. I don't know who this guy was, but he was bothering some woman, and I decided that I had had enough of him bothering this woman. I don't even know who she was. I don't think I remember. I know I don't remember who she was, but <laughs> we were shoving, and I shoved him with my one arm so hard he flew out of his leg. <laughs> no, hell no. Nobody knew he only had one leg until he went down. But I, I hit him right in the middle of the chest. You know, I, I leave her alone. And there was his leg on the floor, fucking beating up pirates. So, so the one armed guy shoved the one one legged guy out of his boot. That should have been in the paper. Yeah, it should have, should have been on film somewhere. I, I actually got into a bar fight once, Mark. Now, I, I never really got into a lot. And there was a connection between me and Billy. I jumped off a bar into a punch. I thought it'd be a good idea to be a tough guy to jump off the bar, yeah, and right into a right hand. 
split me wide fucking open. Yeah, you had a you were banged up pretty good that night. Yeah. So but you I, were there before I was. I continued to fight. <laughs> and I I don't know. So I you go to didn't win. I didn't win. <laughs> so I go to the hospital. My you buddy takes me to the hospital. And I'm getting stitched up and here comes Billy. And I'll let Billy take over. What are you doing there, Bill? I'm there because um my fingers were going numb. I thought I was having a stroke. Eesh. So it had happened twice that day. It had happened a couple times in the week previous to that, and I just shook my hand and it went away. But now that it happened like twice that night, I said, I got to go to the hospital. There's something not right here. So, you know, I'm sitting there waiting for them to do whatever they're going to do. They're going to give me a CAT scan and a whatever, X-rays and whatever the hell they're doing. And you decide to leave. Yeah, they, they were looking. They were looking to give the give no, the bill. No, yeah, <laughs> I got out of dodge. Yeah, you were like they because they wanted to give you because you know they thought you had a concussion or something like that. They Which I you. did. Yeah. Well, anyway, I stayed. And they come back. Where's Mister Crean? I said, he left. Well, we're glad you didn't leave because your brain's bleeding. They didn't put it that way, but I, I eventually, you know, they told me, all right, we got to, we're, we're you're having surgery. So I called my daughter. I said, all right, hon, they're going to drill a couple holes in my head. They're going to relieve the pressure. Poor kid. Don't worry about it. I'll be good tomorrow. You need that like you need another hole in the head. Yeah, I got enough of those. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they drilled holes in my head and let the pressure out. I don't know if the blood fly or, you know, if it flies out. Because they told me I had two inches of blood between my skull and my brain. Jesus. And that's why, you know, it was affecting my nerves and everything. That's why my my fingers were going numb and everything like that. So I hop on a fucking plane three hours later, Marky, to Chicago. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's why you got out of there. <laughs> yeah. I had to get. You didn't I seen tell the me hip that, that night. Two nights in a row. Well, I shouldn't have flown because I was a mess in Chicago. I was almost passing out. I, I, I shouldn't have got on a plane, they said later. So then I come back and I hear about this and I hear about this big extravaganza brain drain the brain drain. the brain, the drain. brain 2006, drain my brother designed that it was all like uh psychedelia with and it said brain drain 2006 was all the you know it was like laughing from the 70s <laughs> that was the that was the logo and they gave everybody openers we, I, I still got mine we got openers donated and we put the uh my brother made up stickers they were actually address stickers but he he put the you know the brain drain 2006 logo on them so we we put all the address stickers on the, the bottle openers. And we sold them. Thank you very much, everybody. Oh, Billy, you deserve it. Absolutely. So if anybody else is having a bad day, Billy, uh, you're also a cancer survivor. Right? Yeah. Yep. Like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's right else. Cancer survivor. Now it's uh, it's 21 years. When what kind of cancer? Ah, I had colon cancer. I was diagnosed when yeah. I was 38. I just turned 59 September 7th. So knock on wood, <laughs> 21 years, I'm good to go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, pissed off when they told me that. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell mad. you something. I've never heard you as bitter, Bill. Yeah. Well, I was bitter for a while. You can, you can ask some other people. I was. <laughs> hey, Marky, try tipping them a, a, a dollar when you only got 20 bucks. <laughs> bitter Bill comes. Fucking seven. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Last time I'm serving you, kid. <laughs> well, you run into those guys that have. Special knowledge, and one of those guys is your brother yeah. that I've always ran into. Yeah, he's uh, he's a music, he's a music freak. He's 
always searching for something different. He's not going to listen to, I don't know, he listens to a lot of great stuff. He's always searching. That's what's great about him. He, he He's not satisfied with, you know, he's not a hip-hop guy, obviously. He's older than I am. Loves he's a rock and roll, roll guy. Um, but I've learned everything I know anything about music is from him. He's my influence. When I was 13 years old, he brought me to an Alice Cooper concert. <laughs> he cut his head off or he hung himself or some goddamn thing. <laughs> it was great. And the band Spirit opened for Alice Cooper. Oh, Spirit, yeah. Yeah. Nature's way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then the one, the second concert I ever went to was Led Zeppelin at the Odd. And that was also my third concert. So two Led Zeppelin concerts I saw for a total of $13. Wow. In 74 or 73, I can't remember. And then whatever one was after that, whether it was 75 or 76. And we, I did have tickets at, when they were supposed to play at the Rich Stadium back then, 77. Robert Plant's son died. And then 1980 is when John Bonham died. I had tickets for that. But I wish I would have kept those tickets. Who knew they were going to be valuable? Stupid moving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I had a fucking box, a shoebox full of tickets. What am I keeping this shit for? Oh, oh I still got them. I mean, he was he was introducing me to all this stuff, you know, and it was just great, you know. Because I remember the first time I saw the Stones, I was thinking, oh, I'm never going to get to see the Stones. I saw them at the yard in 1975. And they're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're coming here, but, you know, and it, a couple of years ago, I I got to bring my daughter. My daughter's 34 years old. I got to bring my daughter to see the Stones at the stadium. What was that, three years ago now? What a great show. Yeah, it was awesome. I went with my friend Joe. Give me a whiskey. <laughs> yeah, here's another whiskey. Yeah, give me a whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers, boys. Patty's, Patty's Day is always, uh, I don't know, some, oh, uh, yeah. How many, how many of those did you work? I would say 20. Yeah. I hated every minute of it except for the end of the night when I was counting all that green. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get the people that are on fire. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. And, and the greatest thing is, uh, do you got any green beer? No. I went, never. My first Patty's Day. I never served a green beer in my life. No, me neither. Refused. Uh, I, I do remember drinking shots of corned beef with tea Caulfield, though. <laughs> <laughs> What were what were all the places that you traveled to? Thanks to Danny Bowen for getting me started. By the way, he's he's a guy that should be in the bartending hall of fame. He's been doing it long enough. Well, it sounds like a nomination. Well, I would. I'd nominate him as a hall of there famer. I would think I you think would that... have the ability to do such. Yeah, I you know, I but he's a, he's a good guy. It was uh, I was bartending one night. He came in, and he was he was traveling around the world. He had uh, decided to chuck his job, and I'm traveling for a year. And he told me the places he was going. He said, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going here, there. I'm going to Africa to swim with great white sharks. I said, I'd love to do that. And he, he just shrugged his shoulders. He says, okay, why don't you do it? He says, I already have it booked. I'll just book it for two. Said, really? And so that's how I did that. I, 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 I met him in over in Africa. But first I stopped in London for four days. And, of course, I missed my flight to Africa. I was a day late. I I said, all right, I'll see you at the place. It takes like three hours to get there. So I'm sitting there, and he's got the key, so I'm sitting on the front porch. He pulls in. He looks at me sitting on the front porch. He goes, welcome to Africa. 
Thank you very much. And so for the next week, we proceeded to cage dive with great white sharks in South Africa. Well, that's some action. Because we went to Kenya after South Africa to do game drives, which was a lot of fun. You go What's out a game night. drive? Game drives. You know, you go out and take pictures of animals. You're not shooting like that Trump. Guys. I haven't traveled the world. I would have no well, idea. Well, you might I be shooting cats in your backyard. Who knows? But, uh, no, you, you go out in a truck and you search for animals. You know, some of them are, you know, they're out there. They're, you know, zebras and stuff. But the lions and stuff, they hide because it's hot. They're under trees and, you know, all the big cats. They're not, they're not so easily. They're not just roaming around so you can find them. They hide. Plus, it's so friggin' hot. You know, they they sleep 18 hours a day, you know, so they're around early, early morning, like dawn and dusk and at night when it's cool. We did a nighttime game drive. It was amazing. It was like you could pluck stars out of the sky because there's not a light within hundreds of miles. You know, you, you don't see that even if you go to Ellicottville or whatever. I mean, you don't see stars like that. It's amazing when you go out in the middle of absolutely nowhere to see that. So after that, I went to uh, went to Fiji. <laughs> uh, Fiji. I'm glad uh, you cleared that up. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, was there. I had no idea yeah. what he said. I, I was there for three, three days with my buddy Wami. He's a guy I met at the uh, hotel who drove me around the island. I just fed him chicken and gave him 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> He was cool, though. He drove me around the island. That's you a know, good was, trade. Yeah, it was great. Brought me to meet his family. But he's like a big Samoan guy. You know, you see these guys that play football. Their thighs are two feet wide. He brought me up this sand dune. He ran up it like it was stairs. Took me about a half an hour. <laughs> sand falling all up down me. So Fiji, three days with Wami. Then I went to New Zealand for a week which is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. So clean. It was beautiful. I mean, it's, and it's, you know, New Zealand, there's, there's, what am I thinking, lamb. They're all over the streets, out in the country, not running around the city. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Mountains, beautiful mountains. White was bl- It was blue, green, and white. You know, it was just beautiful. From there, I went to Australia. Spent a week in Australia. We got to snorkel on the Great Barrier Reef. So How's it looking? They say it's in trouble. There. Yeah, well, you know, it's a pretty big reef. <laughs> <laughs> Although there were idiots that were on this excursion. It was like a, it sounds stupid, but it was, a, it was like a two-hour cruise, like Gilligan, <laughs> three-hour cruise. Um, the people were standing on the, they don't realize, even though it's like, it, it feels like rock, that it's a living being right. thing. So the, the, all these, you know, the guides, it's, get off of the fucking reef, you idiot. Because people were standing on it. Right. You know, so, but I I just ignored it. But that was funny, too. The, that was right after the brain drain that I was taking this trip. And I remember saying to the neurologist, I said, can I fly? He goes, why? Are you a pilot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, no, I'm going if on vacation. you va- were flying I'm a plane, I was on vacation. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. <laughs> pilot. And then from there, I went to Europe to visit Whammo. Who's Whammo? Wami and Whammo? Wami and Whammo. That's, yeah. It's a book. Captain, Captain Whammo, by the way. <laughs> Brian Merrin. 
Oh, I, yeah, I, no, okay. I don't know. We got to get him on here. Well, he's in friggin' Liverpool. It's well, going to be tough. We got a hotline. When you were on this little excursion, you ever you almost get jammed up or you thought a fucking snake was going to bite you or no, anything no, no, like no. that? There's never anything close like that. Nothing? Was, nah. No, I mean, it was exciting. Like, the shark thing was the most exciting. The cool thing about that is me and Danny were there for the whole week, so we got to know the boat operators. So you spend, you know, nine, ten hours a day with these people. And, you know, so by the last couple of days, me and Danny had kind of, we were in the water a lot. Because a lot of these people would come, they would go for one day, thinking that there was sharks everywhere. You know, it's like the movies. They're just everywhere. You just, it's, they're not all around, you know. They show up, sometimes they show up, there'd be four, five, six of them. You would go hours without seeing them. But I remember getting out of the, coming out of the cage one time, there was a great white, and they don't, they don't always come flying out of the water. I mean, we did see that. They call it breaching, where they come shooting out of the water after a seal or whatever they're trying to eat. Sometimes, you know, when they're chumming the water, they throw a tuna head in, and they drag it slowly so the, the shark gets closer to the cage. You know, and they're, they're pretty cautious. And they'll come out of the water just like, like in slow motion almost with their giant jaws going after the tuna head, and then they yank the tuna head, pissing them <laughs> off. But I remember the, this, this shark was only probably about 10 feet away from me with his jaws wide open as I was getting out of the water, and I just went, oh! <laughs> it was so amazing to see something like that. It was ridiculous to see this shark come out of the water and try to eat this tuna head, and then it just slowly sank under the water again. Yeah, I I, I stay in pools. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't like lakes, oceans, yeah. none of that, Chef. I've never even been in my own swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> you have a pool? I have a pool. I've never been in it, though. Talk a little bit about Whiskey Incorporated there. Oh, Whiskey Incorporated. That's, uh, I believe that's Jimmy Neenan and John's Hart's idea. I just happen to be, well, president. I think I'm number two. No, I'm not the president. So, But I think Jimmy and John are one or two, and I'm number three. But I was the first one to have a whiskey name. What's your whiskey Uncle name? Whiskey. Oh, Uncle Whiskey. Uncle Whiskey. Yeah, you started out that way. Cheers. Yeah. And I don't remember Cheers. what Jimmy's is. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, I can't believe you only got a half a pint of this whiskey. Well, I'm sorry. We just, yeah, we ran into some money issues. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole bottle of it at home. I should have brought it with you. With me. Hey, whatever. Yeah. What's the worst customer ever? Is it is it whistle guy? Is it bang beer on? It's bang, the banging guy. Or is or whistling. one more. Wait, or, you know this. You know the answer. Maybe. Well, or order one at a time, guy. Hi, what can I get you? Two Miller Lights. Bring back the Miller Lights. Oh, oh can I have? Yeah, those two, idiots. Well, yeah, those are like the people that they they wave at you like they're never <laughs> fire. I never drink. heard that before. Yeah, they're waving. I'm on fire. Give me a drink. <laughs> you come down to them and then they turn around to all their friends, ask them what they want. Poof. No, then I'm gone. <laughs> See me in ten minutes. We got to. Yeah, th- they were never good. We got to throw a party where like. Where Billy will be the bartender for everybody. Yeah. And teach proper etiquette. Show you a bitter bill again. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that, so but yeah, I mean, as a uh bartender myself, I it's tough. It's a lot harder than it looks. The bartender it's all in the bartender. But you guys did it. I mean, it it's not as easy as it looks. I mean, everybody thinks, Oh, you're having a great time, but you gotta remember shit. You actually have to add and subtract. But you gotta remember drinks, you know, if you go up to somebody you're talking about single order guy. You know, normally you, you're taking four or five, you know, I want two of these, one of these. What about throw money at you, guy? Well, thanks, idiot. 
<laughs> I think that for me as a bartender, oh. we just we worked in a regular's place and people were just so what do good you mean to by us. Regular. Like just it it wasn't a where, big clientele. Where is regular? It wasn't a big clientele, but they were just good people who I were really good to about. us, you know. I uh, worked there too. I forgot to add that into there. I worked at the hop. Oh yeah. yeah. The original one. Yeah. I I don't know. There's there's a lot of guys that get it and there's a lot of guys that don't. Yeah, well, it took me a while. It, you know, but you get it, Bill. With the Hall of Fame thing. I don't know if you guys know Ray Nowak. Yeah. Ray's a great guy, but he's he he's a, marches to his own beat, and uh, he, he, you know, I saw him that night, and that's kind of how I got into that because Ray's cousin is the one that owns that bar. It was the one that asked Louie, "Hey, do you guys know anybody from South Buffalo?" Because I don't know anybody from South Buffalo, so Louie actually what a uh, loser. <laughs> yeah, you got a bar. <laughs> so Louis laminated me and his Dave Quinn guy, who works at Ilio de Palos for the last forty years. And I I didn't know this going into that, but his father was they mentioned Louis's father, who was a bartender for sixty fucking years. It's longer than I've been alive. But I was gonna. I thought I was gonna be making some his mother proud. I was gonna bring that. But then they, well, I did mention him anyway. You know, they they inducted Mrs. Mr. Mistello anyway. And but I thought I was gonna be, you know, bringing it up without anybody knowing about it. That Mr. Mistello was a bartender for sixty years, which is just nuts. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. You know, but he worked and he was a bartender. Right. You know, he didn't work in places where people were throwing chairs at you and yeah, you know. You've had a chair thrown at you yeah, a couple times, had, right? Yeah, once on St. Patrick's morning. Really? And it was the three of us and this guy. He was he was six eight, and he had his lovely date with him, uh, and okay. he threw a chair at me. Luckily, <laughs> I ducked, but there's still a dent in the cooler where he threw it at me. We've told a couple of guests that we've had on. You really don't. You you think you've been to Buffalo, but you you got to come to South Buffalo yeah, and I experience think so too. it. This was just a good place to always bartend. I think all of us can attest to that. I think so, too. I mean, there's. I think we're more real than everybody else, to be honest with you. We're going to tell you you're an asshole. You're held accountable. Yeah. And everybody gets ripped on, no matter what. It's kind of like yeah, the... Right. Uh, whether kind you of got, your badge of honor. Yeah, whether you're fat, whether you have one arm. You Son know. of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> It's the uh, like family yeah. mentality. You can pick on your brothers and yeah. sisters, but yeah. nobody else can, and it extends to the entire neighborhood. Right. So if you try to take a shot from the outside, it takes a lot to laugh, and uh, you gotta laugh. If you don't laugh, you're screwed. Well, you've you've shown that, and you know, I mean, you talk about a comeback. I mean, the arm cancer survivor, putting up with. Assholes for all those years. Brain drain. Brain drain. Fractured my hip. Rollerblading. <laughs> Do you think you had <laughs> a bad joke? day? No. I fractured my hip rollerblading. Well, Marky, well, it, it was a pleasure. I, I think I'm shit faced off of Jameson. No <laughs> way. Yeah. On, yeah, I think I am. I'm a weakling now. Come on. There's still a little left. Let's all have one more to close all up. All right, the show. one more. We'll have one, one more. more. Everybody else. If you got anything in there. Wherever you're driving or listening. I got one arm. Yeah. Mm, drool. <laughs> All right. All right, Tim, you got one? Yeah, I got a little there.
Well, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I, it was glad, awesome. uh, I was able to fill in some time for you. Well, I think you're completely deserving of your honor of uh, Bartenders Hall of Fame. Thanks. Yeah. You've always been good to me. Well, you guys are good guys. You guys yeah. aren't the idiots. <laughs> well, you're the hey, good yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, Billy Brown, you are now licensed to talk. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Right back to you. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. to our YouTube channel at License to Talk and follow us on Instagram at License to Talk and follow us on Twitter at JC is L2T.